Oh, okay. Well, I guess Ronnie can't make it again. So, um. <laughs> Ronnie's on a streak. We're going to start losing, like, listeners because Ronnie is failing to show. All of the Ronnie stands. That's in right. The, in the Discord. Well, we Ronnie, this week. Ronnie and I were talking yesterday about uh, video games, and he was telling me about how much he just loves downloadable content, and some of the best stories he's ever played are DLC. <laughs> And so in spite of Ronnie not being here, we're going to talk about <laughs> DLC and video games. I'm kidding. That's not true. Uh, I, I was just recently talking to a friend of mine um, who was kicking off uh, the third installment of the Bioshock series, uh, Bioshock Infinite. And uh, it was his first playthrough. And so, I mean, that game came out like, what, 10 years ago, probably. Uh, and yeah. I said, okay, when you're finished you gotta play Burial at Sea, which is the DLC that came out post Bioshock Infinite. And uh, I was in a group of probably 10 or so other people in a virtual Discord lobby, and every single person who is a huge fan of that game said, I never played the DLC. Oh my and I am a, a huge, I, Chance, I think I played because you told me to play. Oh really? Dude. Yes. The game that completes doesn't the game. End. Yeah, it completes the game. That it, completes the game. Which I I kind of am a little mm. upset at like the Bioshock like devs. Not really, um, but like it sucks that like a DLC is that good and is that like essential to the story they're trying to tell that it shouldn't be a DLC because so many people either don't have the time or the money to play or purchase them. You know. Sure. And it's so sad yeah. that they're missing out on that experience. Yeah, I uh, we can hop back on Infinite just a second, but I was also thinking one of my favorite DLC was uh, Near Automata had like I don't know if you remember Chance, but the two last playthroughs that you play through of it mm -hmm. are DLC. Oh really? The last one is or something like that. Yeah. But the end of the, the rest of the game is DLC. Which is huh. weird because it it's one of those where and I'm sure it's like I haven't I played Bioshock Infinite, but I haven't played the DLC. It's like mm -hmm. you get closure enough, but then you learn okay, but a lot of unanswered questions, and then you get the end and you're like, mm -hmm. oh, this was the end. Like Yeah, yeah. 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 No, it is it is a, a chance I think chance is exactly right. My frustration with it isn't even just that some people will not spend the extra money, it's that the marketing is like way worse like you have bioshock infinite that was literally front cover of game informer they spent so much time like going into detail about the design of the original game and how it was going to like be just a totally different experience from the previous bioshocks and then the dlc comes out which again i'm not going to talk about how it, it connects to the rest of the game but it is like it is the the completing the circle of the bioshock series and it's just like oh by the way make sure to pick up uh burial at sea it's noir and fun and it's like that is just not true like that yeah. is not it is not just noir like it it, mm. it is it is it is the game and uh i i hate that most dlcs get that treatment with exception of uh, the only other dc I can, or dlc that i can think of that was 
just as hype and just as good is like Blood and Wine from uh uh oh shoot Witcher? No, I can't even Witcher Dude. yeah Witcher threes uh DLC Blood and Wine was like a full separate video game. I uh, I will have you know Witcher three is like my top either top one or top in my top three video games of all time and I never played Blood and Wine or uh the other one the Stone yeah they did one other one. And Which and it's I think not it's your favorite game. <laughs> DLC, I mean, right? Like the game, the base game was already so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I I put three hundred hours into the base game and I did everything, mm-hmm. but at that point I was so burnt out. I was like, I'm gonna mm-hmm. take a breather. I'm gonna come back. But now, now I if I want to play, like I don't know if you guys experience this, but like you're too far. I'm too far now, and I haven't played in years. So if I'm gonna play Blood and Wine, I'm gonna have to start a new playthrough. Like yeah. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't just hop into a game like max level with everything and be like, oh yeah, back where I was here. You know, I have right. to start yeah. fresh. I'm with you. My my favorite DLC experiences are when there are like there's the main game and then and then when you want just a little bit more, like they give you something that is that is um what do you call it? Like secondary. Or not now, uh it supplements the game, it is not required. Like Mm -hmm, it's extra. mm -hmm, It's like mm -hmm. a side quest. It's like a series mm -hmm. of side quests, right? Yeah. So like, you know, as everyone knows, one of my all-time favorite games is Hollow Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and this is also something I, I really loved about the way they did their DLC uh, is all but the last DLC. I think it was all but the last DLC package was free. Mm-hmm. And oh, nice. so they they made That's the game. Amazing. The game on its own was awesome. And then they did a, uh, a DLC that was mostly kind of just quality of life and added some some uh, like a few extra things then they did a full-on dlc that was a whole like side quest kind of thing uh and and then they did another one like that and then they did a paid one okay Uh, and so you you got your money's it blows my mind that a 20 or 25 i'm not sure it's at most 25 dollar game did three free dlcs and you buy a $60 game and you can buy another $60 worth of DLC and you get as much content. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I think one of those is, in my opinion, Team Cherry, the, the uh, studio that made Hollow Knight should have probably charged more for the. <laughs> for the, the <laughs> wow. I, I really appreciate they did some free DLC, but like to- it was already an inexpensive game. And and they, co- they totally could have charged like $5 a piece for all of those. And I would have yeah. been perfectly happy. Uh, yeah, but there Shovel is Knight. Uh, Shovel Knight is similar to that. Yeah. Shovel Knight yeah, basically yeah. gives you new characters, which kind of changes the whole game. Oh, but yeah. they're free and you can just like they're swap they're, them in and out. Yeah. Now yeah, was, you can just was, with them. Which one is to what universe? Hollow Knight is to Plague Knight or Shovel Knight is to Plague Knight? Shovel Knight is Plague Knight. Shovel Knight is Plague Knight. Yeah. Okay. I think I think they're just different characters. There might actually be just like all different like routes and bosses for them or it is no yeah it's a whole it's it's uh the it it is like the the game mechanic i played i've never played through the original shovel knight all the way i played through specter knight Mm. Uh, and i played through most of all it is it is a like the mechanics are the same and like the idea and the feel of the game is the same but it is everything is completely new and different because of the way you operate your character yeah and you start from it and you're not you're not even playing the same bot like like every Every path is different. Every enemy is different. Every That's cool. uh, it's not just a reskin. Like it is a it, it is an entire like it's almost like a sequel. 
at that point. Yeah. Or really, I guess it's a prequel. But um, but it, like it is a yeah. separate game, in my opinion. That's that awesome. one works well because Shovel Knight is actually not a very long game. Like, yeah. Shovel Knight is like like uh, as platformers go, Celeste is so much longer than Shovel Knight, for example. But oh, like, is it really? It, it, it felt like it to me, maybe not. But mm. um, another the the other good DLCs that I think of are the Bethesda games, where it's like the Fallout Three, yeah. New Vegas. Skyrim, Oblivion. Uh-huh. The big ones for me were like I played um Shivering Isles for Oblivion. And I don't know if y'all played that one, but it is crazy good. Like <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's like the I think it might be like the only big DLC for that game, but mm-hmm. you like go to that Daedric uh prince. It's like he's got a crazy name, it's like Cthulhu like name, but um he's like the Prince of Madness. And then you go to the, yeah. his like island, and um, like half of it is like really intense, and it's called Mania, and the other one is like really really dreary, and it's called uh, Dementia, and there's just like a bunch of really cool things in it, and the whole map is very cool. And then the other one that I think of is um, I played Operation Anchorage for Fallout Three. Did y'all mm. play that one? I didn't. I played like mm-hmm. I played through three of the DLC, but I never got to that one. I played Bar Harbor on four, but that is it. Mm. Yeah, uh, the Operation Anchorage is cool because it's like, so you know how Fallout has like weird, uh, War. like parallel universe stuff. Yeah. And so I think you're fighting like the Red War, but it's against China, and oh. um, but it's like obviously not real China. Um, and you go into a simulator and that's when like you're in the simulator and everything is like not real, but you're actually like fighting against the, like you're in the red war with China or something. That's against crazy. The red Army. Yeah. And so like you play through the whole thing and it's like, you know, like a whole series of missions and you're like in this really snowy, like mountainous place. And then you like complete all the quests or whatever for it. And then you just like take off the helmet and you're back into the. And that's it. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Those that's games whack. are really good at it too, where it's like you can mm-hmm. play them at any time. There may be like a level requirement or something, but like, I like those yeah. a lot. I played I, I played Mothership Zeta, that which is cool. where you literally get abducted by a UFO, in uh, in, in in Fallout Three, and um, do you like you set yourself free somehow. And you also set free like a samurai soldier and like a cowboy and like all of these people that they've so like, wacky. Ab- abducted through time and put on ice, you know, and you like a little girl or whatever. And you like make a jailbreak like with all these random awesome. people. And um, but you get a hold of like, I mean, you go from using like the vault, uh, not vault hunter, that's Borderlands, but the whatever your name is, the wastelander, you know, and like little gun, like whatever garbage, ga- ga- gar- know, garbage guns to like ray guns and like laser <laughs> beam whatever so it is just a fun change of pace and like there's a lot of humor and the aliens just look ridiculous so it was fun i feel like all bethesda games i mean I, t- staying on topic with that like skyrim's dawn guard like the whole mm-hmm. dawn guard dlc was like i think it, they do such a good 
they do such a good thing and unique thing in their games where they don't lock you into um, like uh, cinematics where like you walk into a room and then the camera like takes control of itself and then like kind of shows you around. I really like that you'll walk into like, I mean like the Soul Cairn in Dawn Guard is like where all the uh, soul gems kind of like, it's like it's like a world dedicated to like lost souls and stuff. And mm -hmm. it's, you go in there for like a minute and a half to do something real quick. Like it's kind of a side quest and then like, but it's this full world with like very good visual effects. And I just find myself like looking around. I'm like, are we just like, why haven't I heard about this? Like, why isn't there like videos about this like on YouTube and stuff? Like they just build these crazy DLCs and worlds within their game, like uh -huh. um, Black Reach and stuff like in the middle of Skyrim. It's just like, this is the coolest world design like ever. And I just get to like look around it like it's not this big part of the game, you know? Yeah. Um, but they put like a ton of effort into those things. So I can just under I'm talking about like Fallout and stuff. I'm sure those are just awesome because they have such a good track record. Yeah, I. My, uh, Jackson, Sai, and Trev always made fun of me for, I was really stoked with the uh, Hearthfire or whatever it was, the the DLC that wasn't really mm -hmm. a DLC, it just gave you a house and like a companion or like a <laughs> whatever, but I was like, this is my DLC, dude. I, I put so many hours into Skyrim just tricking out my house and my my uh, Skyrim crib, so. Have y'all oh, ever heard, sure. have y'all ever heard of the term horse armor? Horse armor? That, yeah. That was the first like purchasable uh, skin, right? Yeah, it was like for I think it was for Oblivion. It was like yeah, the was first DLC that they released, and literally all it was was just armor horse that you armor. got to put on your horse, but you like literally paid for it. And so, like, <laughs> at, at DLCs that are like not really substance, like yeah. to me horse that armor. Hearthstone one where you just get like a house and stuff. That's just horse armor. Horse armor. That's like <laughs> so funny. I've never heard that. It's yeah. very silly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes, it, it I, makes uh, sense. It's Kuska. Well, I, I don't know. It doesn't. Have, yeah, it doesn't have a plot line, but it's it's to me, it's more than just like cosmetic. It has purposes. But okay. I Are feel like for all in your games books? just DLC. What? Yeah, whatever. What? Are cosmetics in games just DLC? Hmm. Just shitty DLC. <laughs> yeah, just horse armor. I, I think cosmetics yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fall call under all another cosmetics category. horse armor from now. Kind of. That's so funny. All my leaks, but they are kind of similar. I've never thought about them like in the same light. But they, I, I think by definition they are. Yeah. yeah. But they definitely are. At least in the modern world, they feel like. We won't use the term horse armor because that's just like microtransaction now, right? Yeah, it's right. microtransactions, right? That falls under microtransaction. There's like, yeah. you wouldn't call a DLC a microtransaction because okay. it's sure it's macro transaction. Right? Yeah, <laughs> macro it's, it's transaction. I think I think we've talked about kind of like you know good add-ons and good side quests and good like of adding chunks to the world, um, but a, a very unique DLC that I. It's one of my favorites. I forgot about it until I started really thinking hard about it. Um, was uh, for those who played um, Steelmine. Dishonored, it's nope. the Knife of Dunwall and Brigmore Witches. So it's a two part DLC where you play as the villain in Dishonored. So cool. Dowd, the like assassin that kills the queen, is like he's like the big bad of the game, or kind of. He's like halfway through the big bad. But then you play an adjacent. Um, 
campaign in the DLCs with him where it kind of starts out as one of the, the big decision of the game as the good guy in Dishonored is, do you kill Dowd or do you spare Dowd? And you can do both. And so the Knife of Dunwall puts you in a situation where you can either be like a redeemable villain or an irredeemable villain. And then that chooses your ending for you, whether or not Corvo kills you or he spares you. So it all leads up to the same point in the cool. game, but you either like die or live. So they did, it was very unique. It's it's also very substancy in terms of like good, good storytelling. But I just never thought like, if there was a Zelda DLC where you just played as Ganondorf, like what would that look like? You know, and would that mm. sell as, as much, you know? I, like those big bads. My favorite DLC and I, I'm going to say it before Zach steals it, but my favorite DLC is the uh, zombie DLC from Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> I was thinking about that too. Oh my God. Undead Nightmare. Undead Nightmare. It is it's wicked. It is so good because it's, it's not, so good. It's not a good campaign. It's not a very long campaign, but it is. It's great because a lot of your. I mean, it's, it's zombie apocalypse, right? But it's like, if, right. if you ever wonder what a zombie apocalypse would have happened or what, what it would look like if it would have happened in the Wild West, you know? And it is so cool. And like all the little side characters that you interact with, like side quests, like they have their own like zombie side quests, which is really, like the photographer <laughs> like has his, like he's yeah. trying to take pictures of them. But the whole mechanics of it, of like riding a horse with your revolver around and like, just all of the zombies like being attracted sprinting. to your gun and just sprinting at you. And like, there's like obviously the like mutations, but there's like a quest line where you're like on a train, right? You're like on a train and like zombies uh -huh. are like, like climbing aboard climbing. and you're like shooting them off. Like the train, it's, it's barreling through the like planes and stuff. And it, it was so good. And you could um, do certain, get certain bullets that would like, that would kind of hurt them and turn, put them on fire. And then they, um, they, I don't know if you ever did this act, but they did the four horses of the apocalypse. Yeah, they had like pestilence and like the war horse, and yeah. they were awesome. And yeah, there was a whole thing where where you like in the game you can like find random horses and tame them, and like they would become your horse. But you could actually chase down like the four horses of the apocalypse and like wrangle them and just like and ride them, ride them around. And yeah, it, it was so cool. So I love yeah, that. DLC. I am my favorite. DLC for that game. It mostly just added cutscenes, uh, but it was kind of similar. There was like a, you're doing the whole cowboy thing, and then you find this weird, crazy, like wrist gun thing, and then there are aliens, and then it's like a weird, like cowboys versus <laughs> oh, aliens kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was crazy. Boo! <laughs> no, they they did a good job with that DLC because they kept they kept the voice actors, and so like. It's like a very serious and very heavy, realistic game. And then zombies show up and he's just like, what the? <laughs> like, yeah. it just like gets really funny, really fast. Yeah. Uh, and you like, the first thing you get is like a blunderbuss because they said oh, when funny. designing the game, like the, the end or the AI was like, it was never run at you. It was like take cover and shoot. Yeah. And so they just like told the the like enemies just run at you and it just doesn't do a good job for the combat. Like the mm -hmm. way combat is like designed in that game is to take cover. And so you just like, you're playing the game much differently like Chance said, cause you're just like riding the horse as fast as you can and trying to pick them off. Cause there's no way to like hide. You just have mm -hmm. to like shoot them. Yeah. You know? It's very silly. 
All right, I have a I question. Mm -hmm. If you could have DLC for one game, what Ooh. would it be? Ooh. If you could get like more from Ooh. one game. More of one game. I have an answer that I like, so I will go first. Go. Um, I wish I could have more Shadow of the Colossus. Ooh. I knew if, you were gonna say yeah, that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> if I could just get like four more bosses or something. The final secret. That would be so cool. Huh? Yeah, well that that's no, I know. that's sick. Yeah. But um yeah, if I could get more Shadow of the Colossus bosses or something, that'd be really cool. Dude, even if they made just like a Shadow of the Colossus 2, like I mean, I I yeah, I'm just saying like I would love more content from that game. Just Yeah, exactly. Cuz it is such a unique experience. There's no other game like it in my opinion. Mhm. Mm it's It's very um I don't know. It's yeah. so good. I would say maybe would, like the OG oh, God of sorry, the OG God of War games. Like, oh, yeah. like I'm thinking small guy versus like giant thing, you know? Uh they obviously play super different ones like a press this button at the right like a reaction command game, you know? But mm -hmm. but, but yeah, I feel like I haven't the played scale. a game with the scale like that in a while, you know. Mm -hmm. It's partly in Shadow of the Colossus, it's partly the movement in the physics engine and yeah, it, yeah. Like yeah. you kind of get like slung around in it yeah and it ragdoll. makes everything so much scarier because you will just <laughs> slide off of the colossus or something but i was watching a speed run the other day and it was very cool because he would like grab onto like a colossus's arm and since the way that the physics work in that game he'll like move his arm up a little bit and then at the top of him like moving his arm he'll just let go and his character's model will continue and then he'll just like grab onto their head or something amazing just by like him oh. walking or something it would like since it he keeps the momentum and so it yeah. like would throw him up at an angle or whatever you know speed running strats yeah. very cool well so near, near automata is the same sorry that that's a newer game with the scale of like fighting big things but yeah mm -hmm. go ahead Silas. yeah Honestly, uh, for me, I think just looking through my my Steam library real quick, I did the um, same thing. <laughs> so funny. That's so funny. Uh, one of my favorite games that was just too short was Owlboy, I think. Hmm. Owlboy. If they did a they really awesome uh, Owlboy uh, DLC that was. So I'm looking at it. I mean, the, the game probably only takes like eight hours to beat. Eight to ten, somewhere in there. It's a pretty short game. It's an awesome game, and it's really and the the, the story is cool. It's a fun game to just explore and run around in, and it's just too it's just too short. Yeah, I get that. I love more. It looks so pretty. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. The music's pr so pretty too. Ah, it, it, it's just a lovely game. Like it really is. I would highly if you never played it, I would go play it. It's yeah. it's you. Uh, like I said, it it doesn't take very long um and which you know also means like nothing ever feels dragged out in the story or nothing ever feels and uh, nothing ever feels rushed either um but it's just uh it's just the game just was never intended to be very long um but it is a it's a great experience if you want a good just like solo i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna put my headphones on i'm gonna turn the lights off and curl up in a blanket and play this really touching video game uh it's great oh how nice Aww. I think I think I have I have two. I'm not going to spend much time. I'll spend more time on the first one, and then I'll just like mention the second. Uh, I just always am going to go back to. I would love more Majora's Mask content. Like that'd be cool. It is. It, I feel like it's more of. It's almost like a DLC to Ocarina of Time. Like it's pretty much the same game files. They use the same like 
models for a lot of the characters. So I understand that it's like, it was kind of a half-baked game to begin with, but the, it just like worked. Um, but if I could get more lore, cause I feel like I've just like scraped that game to the bones. Like I know everything about that game and there's so many holes of information we just don't know. And there's a lot of speculation that's just kind of included. So I would love more backstory on St Goal Kid. I'd love more, you know, a fl more fleshed out version of like Termania. Um, it Who wasn't Majora just like four is. corners. So I, I say, I say more of that. Um, if we could play as the Skull Kid, that'd be fire. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I love it. Um, honorable mention is uh, Red Dead 2 uh, because they they did a very clever thing with the way they ended it and allow you to free roam like they did in the first game. Um, but I would love a more, like if they just sprinkled in a little bit more to make you up to date with the very first game, because they kind of leave a gap of time in there. Not much, but I would love to see like a couple more missions added that would bring you to current at the start of the first game. Um, it'd be amazing. Yeah. That's all. Man, I'm having a hard time. Um, probably Among Us. I'm just kidding. I have, I'm looking <laughs> through my the first <laughs> The first game in your library, no, Among Us. I actually have no hours. They did an RPG DLC where it yeah. just turns it into a... <laughs> yeah, a turn-based. A turn uh, mm -hmm. um, you do the opposite of what Fortnite did. Yeah, I, I think um, I'd love a Stardew Valley DLC. Yeah, but, I was thinking that too. Yeah, but but um, Concerned Ape actually puts out like patches that like yeah. add stuff. So like that one's yeah, not fair. Updates. He does like, and they're all free. and they're all free. free. So mm -hmm. like he's he's really cool for that. So I would never say like we need that, but. At the moment, I think I really want it's such a lame answer, but just looking at my library, um, Cyberpunk, man. Like I, I like yes. played that game to death, and like obviously yeah. it's coming out, and I'm pretty sure it's gonna be free for everybody. I'm not sure, but yeah, I one I want the game fixed because I love the game. Two, like I just would love to play through more story, you know. So yeah. Um, I think that's a fair answer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I think what I'm what I'm gathering about my personal opinions, and I would assume this means there that that other people at least partially feel this way. I think my when I have a positive opinion of DLC when when you can tell that they made it because they enjoyed making the game and they didn't want to stop rather than yeah. like, you know, like rather than like from the beginning, like this is going to be the game and then we're going to make this DLC and we're going to charge right. $10 for it. And then we're right. going to make another one and it's going to mm -hmm. be a side quest and it's going to be $5. And like, like when you could tell that they've like finished the game and they're like, okay, but what if we just kept making the game? Because yeah. this is fun. When and, it feels and, inspired. Yeah. yeah. I guess, not, I mean, and, yeah. it, it doesn't necessarily have to come in that order, but I see, I mm -hmm. like, I get what you're saying where it's like, like, there's still more we want to do with this. Mm -hmm. Like, let's, let's add something cool or, you know, and it, when it's, right. it sounds like also when it's generous, um, like if you're, it, that's one of the worst things. If you're getting DLC and it doesn't feel like you've got what you've paid for, that's mm -hmm. like the worst. That's some horse armor. That's some horse armor. <laughs> Yeah, it is. <laughs> horse 
shit. Um, uh, and when um, and when it's somewhat transformative, right? Like the best does yeah. DLC kind of in either temporarily or or in total changes the way you play the game, right? Like or it keeps the game the similar, but it transforms what the game is, but it still feels like the game. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be the exact same if unless it's like going to transform the whole setting and all the monsters and uh, borderlands 2 tiny tina that's another one that's a really great dlc Dude, i love that one we need to play that we should all play it it's D inspired yeah Ooh, no freaking way yeah the yeah. four of us because it's a four-player game sorry ronnie ronnie's not here you can sorry, coach get <laughs> coach us you can coach Ooh. ronnie okay so I uh, I shared this just recently, and and we we started this conversation. I had this thought: there are things out there that kind of feel like D like like D and D DLC. You know, like somebody will go make a class on their own, and and well, even then, even like Wizards of the Wizard of the Coast, you make like you know D and D five E and all that stuff. You know, they'll add things later, and like and and Paizo will add things to Pathfinder later, and it has a different very, very different feel. Um, um, but is there a, is there experience you've had with a, uh, it's like role-playing game DLC that you like? And for example, my favorite is in gold classic D&D 5e, Matt Mercer made a class, uh, and most people accept it. And it's called the blood hunter and it's blood better hunter. than all of the ones that the company who makes the game made. In mm-hmm. my opinion, it, it yep. feels more balanced and it's so much fun and it's Very so good. cool and it's unique. And I have never like I didn't even think that that was a thing that I would ever want from people or pay attention to until I looked at that class and said, oh, my goodness, I want to play this and nothing else every time I play this game. Very cool character. The Blood Hunter is mm-hmm. a great class. Yeah. Yeah. How does I, it work? Oh, well, let me tell you, your whole thing is you, you, uh, have, you're mostly a more like, I guess, fighting or martial character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you use your blood to cast also some spells. Yes. Uh, and, um, so you also have some like magic and you, you eat away at your hit points, uh, to cast uh-huh. some of these spells. Like it costs you that. And then you can, you can do things like you can, um, uh, I don't remember exactly what they're called, but there's like one where you can buff your like main weapon or your like fists or something and you use some of your blood to cast that spell and you can do a certain number of times a day. And then you also, the archetypes are all really unique mm-hmm. and interesting. There's a lycanthropy archetype yeah. uh, where you can be a, like a werewolf or a werebear or something like that. There's a ghost hunting one. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, a, a mutagenist kind of one. And, and they're all really different and really unique. Uh, and it's like, you could play this, you could play this class five times and play it completely different every time. And awesome. which is really cool. And, and it, and it feel it to me, it felt pretty balanced. That's, felt pretty, that's the big thing, right? That's yeah, the big thing with balance yeah. with uh, tabletop stuff, D and D and Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. If it's broken. No, it's not good. It's not fun. Period. <laughs> exactly. It's not, it's not yeah. fun. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Like gunslingers. I, I really like, I feel like I, I am the guy who like, 
likes the book. I like, I don't really do a lot of, I mean, Matt Mercer did a great job with the blood hunter and they mm -hmm. obviously ended up publishing that. So like it's, it's technically theirs. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's part of the wild mount stuff that he came wow. out with. Um, but, uh, he like, I am, when I get like the, um, advanced players guide in my hands and I'm like flipping through what they've added, mm -hmm. it just is very, it feels very cool to me to see like the investigator class come through like they add swashbuckler back in and just reread yeah. and new like ancestries like i was just reading through like the the orc ancestry like pure orc like what feats come with that and it just feels very like fresh when you've stared at a core rule book for so long and it feels like on brand yeah. like i really right. like that it's like this they made this this is official this is like you can, and we can use this now. Like it just, and it mm -hmm. usually with, with Paizo, especially it feels like they give you so much. They're just like, here's your, you know, several hundred page book that is now official and you can use it in your campaigns. That's just great. Mm -hmm. And the classes mm -hmm. are so, so, um, precise, like yeah. investigator, you know, I, it's like I, career based classes. No, I, I've been really impressed with the ancestries they've added for sure. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I'm pissed because um, we just made it out of the Mwangi as of like this episode, and <laughs> they're putting out a, a, an entire book about the Mwangi Expanse. Yeah, um, it's dang. like and, yeah. Ravenloft. Or it's Water just Deep like and they just it's, give you. Yeah, it's like Mwangi. one of the one of the settings that isn't really like fleshed out, and apparently they got like a bunch of like like um, Afro like American people to like or afro descent people to like write it and like build it up and it's just supposed to be like Dang. legit and like hype super accurate to, to what it's the the content that it's based on and ah uh, it, it just like that's, i just so sick. i just know that like our second like if we could like if we were running season two starting when that book came out it would have felt more like flavorful you know yeah, so. ours is mm -hmm. pretty good though. No, it was good. I, I feel I'm proud of it. A cripple's hype. A cripple, yeah. But well, it is time. It is time to play D and D for the evening, with or without Ronnie and Clary. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. Dead. Oh, they're dead. Cut it. Cut the oh. mic. Cut the mic. Cut they're it. dead. They're shoot. <laughs>